Hello, DFS underscore PhD show for today, the 15th of September. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody has to win that money. Might as well be us. Uh, let's see, let's who got Lana in the screen. I thought she was going to get on shoulders. All right, well, trick not done. We'll see if she hops on in a sec. It's cute now. The cat is always reminding me about um, when it's time to go and do the filming. She likes to get on the shoulders. That's it. Or am I misinterpreting? Yeah, come on. Come on. All right. Uh, yeah, so I'm showing sim highlights. So you know I didn't win a million dollars yesterday at the NFL. You also knew that based on the rants I was going on about uh, Penny and uh, Scott usage. Uh, now, granted, Scott did get hurt, it looked like. So... Get treated for a concussion in the second quarter was getting a lot more use than people thought. So I don't really regret those plays, especially given the last few years of Sirianni and Swift play. Uh, I still had a fair amount of Swift, so cash some of them can't be too upset. Um, uh, this is just a good example of why you play the satellite strategy. So like uh, these lineups would not have been positive if I hadn't played those satellites. So, And I like Champions League, so I'm going to be watching that Champions League game next week anyway. Fun to... Uh, yeah, niche sports are a great way to get positive expected value. Uh, and also for people on the podcast, there's a cat on my shoulder now. It's a, oh, give me a little bit of a sweet chuff. Okay, so now let's look at a little bit of review of yesterday's Thursday night slate. I'll probably also put this in the Monday night or Sunday night video because it's more relevant there. But just a tough night if you were trying to win actual money on DraftKings, right? Because like by, by our conditions, we would have normally had like... Uh, all of these lineups that won first and second excluded for having too many duplicates. So like um, the ones that won first and second had 340 and 332 duplicates respectively. That's not a great way to win a bunch of money. First place was like 3000. Second place was like 60. And so, you know, not a great way to make money. If you had, if you had more than uh, like four or five lineups yesterday, it was impossible. Luckily, I only had like four or five lineups and it wasn't that big, big of a deal. My lineups, though, two of them were still ugly despite the rules. Um, the Penny Captain one just surprises the heck out of me. I don't know what y'all were thinking. Having both Penny and Swift in it. And I mean, I guess I jammed in these guys. Everybody would have had those guys, but 745. Yikes. It, it, was it full salary? Oh, I cut that off. The salary also is important in that consideration. So of my 20 that I put in the $3, Pretty good. Two uniques from the system, seven under fives. You know, we're trying to stay under 20. So under fives are incidental to the salary combination. Uniques completely accidental. Um, looking at how the pros got there, because obviously, you know, they're, they're, uh, if you're trying to win a million dollars, you're not trying to win 300. <laughs> it would have been a negative EV night for them to win, right? Like, or at least close to it, $3,000. Yeah, you, they wouldn't have very much exposure to lineups like one. And you can see that with their average salaries of Anguilla and Squirrel Patrol, Patrol. Those are the two. I mean, Squirrel Patrol, for instance, is definitely like an OG. Whatever he's got here, like this might be too much from Anguilla. I'm not sure. It's a very big stand um, one way or another to get unique. But still, average salary is a little higher, higher than Squirrel Patrol. So I'm guessing Squirrel Patrol leaned more on chalk and then had one or two pieces to get unique. Um, but also, he wasn't necessarily as committed to under fives as Anguilla was. So it's still a strategy thing, right? Like it's a, it's about risk and reward. Um, and and if you like, Anguilla took a huge risk, zero reward yesterday. A little bit less reward uh, risk yesterday for Squirrel Patrol. Probably still bid it because everybody, uh, yeah, tough day when <laughs> when chalky gross lineups went 
Speaking of, let's continue our review to last week's MLB. A little bit older, but a little bit more relevant to this video. Nerdy Tenor took down. He's another OG. And look, full salary and full, or not full stack, but a seven stack, 5-2. Um, so, and that was with Trey Turner as the one. And he went off with like a double home run or some crazy day that day. So we had, you know, as expected, 50,000. And um, for the second stack of a two, oh gosh. So second place is not one we would get to. But it is one that's playing on the pure efficiency standpoint, like that things are so efficient, it doesn't matter about stacking. I don't buy that really. But the top two, it was 11 game slate, hmm, two of the top three now. Uh, this is I'm reviewing the $15 entry because this is where people had the most money on the line. It's not the most entrance. That would have been the $3. Um, anyway, so two of the top three now are outside of our range. Hmm. <clears throat> three of the top four. This slate was not a good one for stacking. And it was a good one for using all of your salary. Well, <clears throat> not sure what I think about this. I think these guys have gotten lucky, first of all. But, I mean, aside from the guy who won. The guy won with stacks, right? But now we've got a lot of these that didn't stack. And so, I'm, eh, I don't know. Uh-huh, bro. He won the other night as well. But, okay, so the pros on this list are winning with lineups that I would expect, right? Like Ahabro and um, Nerdy Tenor. They both used all of their, almost all their salary and had a 5-2 stack. 5-2 stacks are just so popular. Like in my builds, I get to 5-2 stacks so much that I've had to, I've been limiting them. Let's look, 5-2s, yeah. So I limit them to 40%, but like, I don't know, 50%, maybe 60% is, is reasonable. They're just such a, for some reason, that stack type really pops off. I guess that's when one team massively outscores another and there is a piece on a random other team that hits multiple home runs, right? I think that would make sense. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, any other review points? No, we'll, we'll, we'll check in again tomorrow, see if there's any, any big stuff to review. So today's weather stuff, it's all green, but we have massive temperature differences between the different sites uh, that will make different, like Cincinnati at, Mets and Texas at Cleveland, pretty good pitching weather. So I down downgraded the hitting another 10% beyond what was already pretty low. And then pretty good hitting weather in Kansas City, I think it was. Yeah. Or I don't know where this is yet. Kauffman Stadium, Kansas City. I think that's Kansas. Anyway, whatever it is, good hitting weather. It's hot. Uh, I guess, yeah, Kauffman, not. What's the one in Houston? Yeah, okay. It's not in Houston. That one has, I think, a dome. That's why I'm checking on. Um, okay, so... San Fran and Rockies. That's the other one where I would, it's not, but that's the thing. So for Coors Field, you know, it's still Coors Field. Is it on the slate, first of all? San Fran and Rockies? It is. So I am going to have to buff it a little because that's still slightly above average weather in Colorado, but it's getting down to where it's not that much better than average in Colorado. Oh, five. Okay. So there's 10% boost in Colorado. It's not really going to change very much, I don't think. Yeah. Oh, I haven't done my sorting yet. Percentile, 85th. Uniques, five or six. This big of a slate, let's do six. And then processing. Okay, I'll let it process, and I will go over here. See, if, Nope, okay. All right, so letting it process. Council of Dudes was a little bit slow on the gun this morning so i don't have uh 
the exact ballpark factors I was looking for. See if the side loads eventually, but they're having something going on with their DNS or maybe something. I don't know. Being attacked. Maybe they're getting attacked like Caesars. Hopefully none of you guys are being malware attacked right now. I just use really old computers, so I'm sure that keeps me super safe. Uh, okay, so I'm not going to get to this much San Francisco stacks, even though I agree it's a great stack. Man, this big of a slate, so let's say 40, uh, 35, 40%. Yeah, 40% because with the six uniques requirement, I'm going to get the different stacks anyway, so my individual guys won't be too crazy. 40, 40, 40. Houston, San Diego, San Francisco. I like that. And then we got 30, 25 for Minnesota and Kansas City. Sure. Okay. Good stacks. Now, pitchers. I do this backwards. I don't always talk about pitchers first. Um, yeah. So when you change the uh, expected game environment, it changes the expected pitching and hitting stats as well. So we got Javier was nerfed a little bit by the uh, weather in Kansas City and everybody else on our pitchers list was already at the top of the pitchers list. So uh, I boosted Bobby Miller independent of the weather because he's playing against Seattle, which we know is the worst strikeout team. I also am playing Logan Webb in mm, 15% of lineups. Uh, I'm not going to go with 20. We'll see. Also, I might just play 10. It depends on if they run another round of, they probably will. I'll probably play 20. Uh, but I like, I'm going to cover all my independent lineups with uh, $20 qualifiers. You know how I did it with a $100 qualifier for the first week? Well, now we're going to do it for see how many $20 millionaires we do. We're not going to max that. Just don't want to. Things aren't going that well at football right now. Got to win a little bit more also. Got to recognize, hey, got to follow the ROI. It's going well in football. I'm 60% for the year, but still like way better than that 300% at, at basketball or whatever. Obviously that's because of one huge win, but still got to be ready for basketball season and not sap all of my, uh, all of my willpower now. Oh, speaking of, so for this late, who are these studs that we're slamming? The studs we're stuffing are Olana, Hunter Green. Um, and then these guys, who's a stud? Nobody's stud priced. So that's tough. Let me just read them in order of leverage. So Bobby Green's like kind of stud. Bobby Green. Hunter Green is kind of stud priced and we're going to take him. That's why I put him on the stud list, but he's actually towards the bottom of our leverage. So from top to bottom for leverage, what I probably will get to, I'm not going to get to that much. I'm not going to get to that much Peterson. That's just uh, nuts. So also, yeah, whatever these lineups are over here, I'm going to rebuild. So don't, don't ever copy a morning lineup. You know better than that at this point, I'm sure. But like, uh, yeah, I was just wanting to show you the uniques and sorting. And now I'm hiding this, but it'll pop back up because uh, Saberson has a like thing. It's must... eh, not not super thrilled with the, the when they pushed the beta live with that. I mean, need to get that tested a little bit better. I think maybe a few weeks of uh, everybody like report all the errors you see, kind of thing. Whatever. Okay, because it's quite a few errors for quite the important part of football season. Um, nonetheless, it's not really that important of an error. I'm not griping about that. All of the real problems so far, I recognize last night, garbage in, garbage out. I mean, I built up all those rules about Penny and Swift and stuff. And then Hawkinson gets all those touchdowns. I got 15% of Hawkinson. I'm dead. Right. So, I mean, you know, something like that's going to happen every slate. I think, yeah, I'm probably wrong for Hawkinson. That's so much dander in my eye. Jeez, I have to go get some allergy medicine. Um, Okay. But yeah, from top to bottom here, we've got Canning, Green, Peterson, Bobby Miller. And I guess Webb is above 10% leverage as well, just because nobody's playing a pitcher in uh, in Colorado. And you know I'm playing both sides of that game. If I'm playing a pitcher, obviously he could get beaten the crap out of. And it's a 13-game slate. You don't have to take this risk. This is a risk that's unnecessary to take. But at this point in the year, I mean, like, 
I'm shooting for the top. I'm trying to win satellites and stuff. So I'm taking risks. I'm playing GPP lineup type things. And honestly, like I, I can remember Clayton Kershaw pitching a no hitter at, at in Colorado around this time of year. I don't know if it was this time of year or the spring in the cool weather in a not good hitting weather game at Coors Field. So because of all those things together, I am playing a little bit of Logan Webb. I think he's one of the better like possible upsides on the slate. It's just that obviously his possible downside is terrible. So anyway, um, that's why I get to 15% Logan Webb. There's a lot to say about that. I don't want people who are listening to the podcast to think that, yeah, I'm way into Logan Webb. He's probably not going to make the list of people we're back. Um, we're definitely backing Canning and Green. Beyond that, this next tier of Peterson, Miller, and Webb, whatever sounds right to you. I mean, to me, probably I'm going to go with more Miller eventually. That's what's sounding right to Oh, 7%. What in the world's going on there? Yeah, okay. I don't know, maybe no name recognition or something, but... Bobby Miller's way under him, so I'm um, going to get to more of that than uh, I was before. He's not great, but I mean, like, you know, he plays for the Dodgers, and uh, they're playing against a team that strikes out a lot, and he can strike people out, so we're definitely getting 25% of him. Uh, 30% maybe a bit much, but, eh, 4x the field, that's fine. So, okay, my now my calls are Canning, Miller, and Green, and they're pretty tight. The rest of them are Canning, Miller, Green, and P. Well, okay, fine. Now all these guys are clustered around 10. I think I Canning and Miller being my two most confident calls, I stick with. And I will probably stop sputtering because I know that's not great uh, TV or radio. But I will say you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody's going to win that money. That's how it works. DraftKings would uh, be charged with all sorts of crimes if they didn't uh, give away the money. So, yeah. Uh, somebody's going to win. Probably be us, right, guys? Someday? I fear, you know, I did look at the other thing I found out yesterday um, is the variance of a geometric distribution. So, uh, yeah, by no, sorry, binomial distribution is P times one minus P. So basically I worked it out for like, like let's assume the chance you win a satellite is one in a hundred. What's the variance of the chance that you win a satellite? Well, the variance and the chance that you win a satellite is like 10%. So anyway, I, I just thought that was interesting because that means it's like a, a reasonable person could think with 65% odds that there's a 10% chance they win that tournament that day. You know what I mean? Even when there's a real 1% chance. So anyway, I, I've been enjoying the variance of binomial distribution and how it can affect me as a rational person to be more, uh, to be doing things that are maybe more risky that are nonetheless rational. So anyway, we'll, we'll see if we have a follow-up. I might need to do a whole like a uh, big picture thing on variance in, in uh, binomial distributions. But for now, uh, signing off with a weird rant. <laughs>